Hello? Hi, how's it going? Hanging in there. So, what's um What's uh what's the story? How are you doing? Um well, basically what's been happening is uh my uh my mother has been calling me for the last uh I I would say good two or three days before she's been basically calling me um uh nonstop um like on the phone because apparently first my dad called and was telling me that he's thinking of separating from my mother so and that he was going to actually do a divorce thing so what happened was they after that basically he called and then she kept calling and calling and she hadn't talked to me in like five months so I didn't know how to uh, how to handle that so um, I just wasn't talking to her. I was waiting so I could uh, talk to somebody else uh, before I started talking to her. But eventually it just kept escalating and escalating until uh, I, I, I had like I, I had to say something because they just kept calling me. And, on, and she just well, she just kept calling me um, trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, she hadn't talked to me in five months. She hadn't been like concerned about me for like five months. I mean, she called on like holidays or my sister's birthday or something like that, but it was always this kind of like fake call. So it was like, oh, are you okay? Uh, it's like kind of this removed sounding, uh, I guess, voice. But uh, but anyway, she, she was, she's been calling like, like crazy. Um, like I wrote in my post, my bike broke down, so that just agitated me and drove me crazy anyway. But um, it's this the the whole like this whole divorce separation thing, and then my dad's calling me and and asking me, can I watch my sister because my mother is like trying to somehow gain possession of uh, or like control my sister who's eighteen years old is like trying to tell her she can't leave with her father and crap like that, and they want my sister to come stay with me, and I don't and I didn't want her to come over for two reasons one i knew that if my my dad was going to watch out for her anyway and that inviting her over to my apartment it, not only is it a mess and not a place for her I, I just didn't want to bring them to my front door and because i didn't want to do that it it my i don't know it's just because i i refused because my dad was acting like it was some like something was like like I asked him, is like is is my mom threatening physical violence on my sister or anything like that? And he was like, no. And I was like, you know, well, well, why can't she stay with you? And you know, and he was just like, well, I'm just trying to see what my options are. And if you don't want to, well, you know, that's fine. And I was just like, I, I just, and my my reasoning behind it was, I just didn't want to bring their conflict to my front door and have these people just constantly coming up front. So I. The other, I, I talked to uh, some one of the guys from FDR. Uh, he doesn't want me to mention his name or anything, but he, uh, I was talking to him uh, the other night, and uh, we were talking uh, a lot about just, I guess, our tearing with family, and you know, just not trying to get a, a general narrative to what you're saying, but to you know, say how you feel, and you know talk about what your feelings are because that's the only verifiable thing that you can actually give. So I did that. I tried to do that with my mother and I tried to do that with my, and her response to all of that was just, it, it was just like, why can't I like, she was like, 
she was more or less like, well, why don't you know you're feeling this? Or it's like, it wasn't my intention or, you know, well, I didn't mean to. And then she, then when I was trying to explain to her that what she was saying was making me feel angry and upset and frustrated. And, and she was like, you know, well, you're talking funny. Is your father there? And that just really, <laughs> uh, like her assumption that I heard from my father was that she thought that he was brainwashing all the chill, me and my sister to not talk to her where I really haven't been talking to them about anything. To make a long story short, so to speak, I basically tried to open, I tried to just state my feelings and told, and then after after that didn't seem to work, I guess I snapped because I was just so frustrated and I told him like, look, I don't want to talk to you about anything except money or something that has to do with my college education or some, if there's like a death in the family or there's uh, there's a you know, you know, some kind of threat to somebody's life. I, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be in the middle. And I didn't tell the other person that I told the other person. I just told them separately. And then I just called my sister and gave her all my support and told her that I can be there if there, she feels like she's seriously in any threat or anything like that. But it's just on top of all of this drama that I had, it, it seemed that I've been also having these these like crazy, horrible dreams uh, the last ones that I was talking about, and a new one that I, I posted in psycho in the uh, uh, psychology post, and and then I just had a third one. And in each one of these, the theme that started from the first one, which was someone doing something to my possessions or stealing something from my possessions, I don't know, but that's just what's on the top of my mind. And I don't know, I'm just really frustrated and I, I I had I still don't know I don't know what I did was the right thing because I still felt awful after talking to them still felt uh, I don't know right okay and um, you're in college is that right I just I don't want to ask your age but I just want to are you out of the you're out of the home you're in your own place and your dad yeah. was saying your mom like we're separating our trial separation and yeah your mom should come and stay with you, which would be equivalent well, to what? Hot needles in your eye? I mean, psychologically. Oh, no, no, no. no. My, my, my sister, my sister. Your sister should come and stay with you. Yeah. And you were concerned that that would bring the whole cavalcade into your house. Is that right? Yeah. Right, the whole circus freak show of all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Why would your uh, sister need to, I'm just want I'm sure, I, I'm sorry if I missed it, but why would your sister need to come and stay with you? Why would that be something that would be on the table? Um, I don't know. My my dad was saying that my my mom was being forceful with her, saying that she can't go with my dad. But apparent there was no real struggle. There was no real problem. My sister wasn't hurt. Nothing happened. Just that my mom was being, I guess, psychologically was straining my sister, and she's she's trying to get into college now, and she's having problems because of this stuff that's going on and I guess it was just my sister was scared of my mom and just wanted to get away from her and the, I wasn't I wasn't informed and when I talked to my sister she didn't say that she was physically threatened she just felt like I guess it was just like that mental trap of being around someone who's crazy I, that's right and she wouldn't go and stay with your dad be, because why Oh, no, she she was fine with staying. I mean, she said that she didn't. I mean, what they did is they basically got two hotel rooms. My dad's in one and my sister's in another uh, in another room. So she was fine. Oh, she, OK. And she she totally explained to my dad why I didn't want it. He was just it was just his explanation 
um, to me. And my sister was just like, she understands why I don't want to do that because I'm trying to get out of that house and out of that situation and not keep bringing it back in front of me. And I, I mean, even I didn't say anything to her. She just explained it to my dad, which is very perceptive of her. So I, uh, it's okay. Just, so that's uh, I mean, that's off the hot plate right now. But um, uh, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to get a sense. And, and obviously your parents separating. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that's really stressful. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what the peak is for you. Is it your mom's insistence that you talk to her? What is, what, I mean, I know that there's six million things, but if there was a number one thing, what would it be? Well, since I've already talked to them, it's, it's not as bad, but it was just what it was when, when I was talking about it before. The one thing that was driving me crazy, and the one thing that's still driving me crazy, was just my insistent, my parents insistently calling me and at, at this point, and then... I guess what was kind of driving the stake in it was constantly them saying how much they, they, they love you or whatever, and they're they're saying that you know, and they're saying this in a way that just doesn't sound genuine, and it. it right. Feel- no, I, I mean, so if I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, and the last thing I want to do is cut off what you're saying, but I just want to make sure that I get where you are emotionally because. If I understand this right, and I'm trying to sort of get get into the situation, and it's not like I haven't been there, so but I don't want my own experience with my family to color yours. Mm-hmm. But is it that you've just had like two full cannonballs of crazy shot st- shot straight at you? Basically, right? I mean, they just loaded up, and like every parental manipulation and guilt trip and control, and we love you, and we need you, and we're desperate, and be there for the family, and be there for your sister, and she needs help, and this is fine. Like, every possible hook that they could throw into your system, they've thrown in. Is, 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 is that right? Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, ex- that's exhausting, right? I mean, it's like managing a bunch of rabid monkeys in a barrel, right? Yep. While you're in the barrel, going down a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. th- that's a full frontal, and you, you've probably not had that with your family for quite some time, right? Because you've yeah. been out, you, and of course, when you were a teenager, you spent a lot of time. But it's probably been since you were actually quite a young kid that you've had the full frontal crazy buckshot to the forehead, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And your mom's mental stability um i'm guessing it didn't deteriorate over the last few weeks right no no it's 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 been a fairly constant thing she's 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 i've always known that she's been a bit off or not really a bit off she's off i mean a lot of times when i when i try to talk to her i i couldn't tell before because when i was the only one challenging her it 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 still felt like oh maybe it's just me and but then when my sister was picking up on it and when i started talking to other people about this just to make sure i wasn't nuts um it seemed to make sense that it, it wasn't me it was actually her who was just the way that she demands that you say something a certain way and the way that she you know it's not like if you're in a conversation, you're like, I hear what you say, but this is my opinion. Her her thing is to like say, no, but you're not listening. And it's like, but I am listening. I'm just saying that my opinion, no, 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 no. So, I mean, it's like she's breaking you. Like the whole thing is like I will just keep talking until you, you agree with me because anything you say other than agreeing with me is not listening. Right, and and if you try to get your own viewpoint across, which may actually not be completely contradictory, it might just be – a different take, 
or like it may not be you're totally wrong it may just be a different perspective if you try to get that across um she would then escalate the anger until you had to give in i mean had to give in right yeah is is that i mean i want to i don't want to put words in your mouth i just want to make sure i'm getting a a fair definitely definitely and she would raise her voice even though i <laughs> i would tell her that she was as a quit screaming at me and her sure her thing was i was just raising my voice and that always bothered me i'm like so it's okay to raise your voice but apparently if i raise my voice i'm yelling at her and I don't know. and but, um does your mother have um uh, any substance abuse problems uh, alcohol or drugs or um not that not in the beginning Sorry, prescription medication. Uh, oh, Prozac. Yeah, she's definitely on that. She's definitely Sorry. on. She's on Prozac, and I also know that um, apparently when I started drinking alcohol, she started drinking alcohol again. Uh, but I don't know if she's an alcoholic or not. I just know she drinks more than um, my father does. But they they are, they are, they they do this devout Christian thing where they don't. You know, where they practically never drink unless they go out on a something like that. But she did start drinking a little bit more after she saw that I was doing it regardless. But uh, but she just – and she drinks wine or something like that. But I, I I don't know. It was like the Prozac and that. And, and she – I don't know. She, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say – like I hate to put it – frame it in this terms. But, I mean, a, a lot of the times I just – the family life that she came from, this is not to excuse any of her actions, but the family life that she came from, I mean, my grandmother on her side is just, from what I heard, is very screwed up. And I guess somehow that managed to screw her, her up. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, you can say that, but that doesn't bode well for you, right? Yeah. If it's like, if it's like a, a boulder rolling down a mountain, bounce, bounce, crash, break, right? Then yeah. uh, if, you, if you're going to take responsibility, and, and I know that you are, and obviously that's going to save your damn life, but um, you, you, I mean, you, can't, you can't take more responsibility psychologically than you're willing to give to your mom, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You, you didn't sound quite convinced, which is fine. <laughs> I'm just curious if you disagreed or didn't get it, which is fine either way. No, no, I mean... If you just say it again, I'm sorry. I was just kind of. Yeah, listen. Nope. If if you if you think I'm full of crap, you can totally tell me. I'm not going <laughs> to say. I'm not going to take offense. I mean, this is about uh, oh, no, your no. stress at the moment. But what I mean is that we we have we have a temptation, and I don't want to get too abstract. To get back to what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, we have a temptation because I'm guessing that you're a pretty sympathetic guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You see uh, things from. In, I don't mean outside of yourself in a bad way, but you have this third eye where you can look at someone and say, well, they're coming from this place, and, and you have some empathy and some sympathy, if not a great deal of empathy and sympathy for people, right? I mean, having been a victim yourself, this is what either, either happens is we develop very strong empathy or we get no empathy. We don't get a whole lot in between. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you have sympathy for where your mom came from, um, and yet at the same time, you're taking responsibility despite the fact that your mom was screwed up. So you want, to, you want to let your mom off the hook to some degree. And, and, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a crazy thing to do. But uh, at the same time, you don't want to let yourself off the hook, right? So it, it's a complicated thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you want to take responsibility for yourself, but you also feel sympathy for where your mom came from, right? Yeah. And as you've probably heard me talk about before, 
it all boils down to this question of could she control her behavior, right? Okay. So yeah. uh, was she screaming at you in church? Ever? Oh no, not 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 as I was older. My the way they worked in church, it was completely different. Like she definitely like in church, it was just like it was more subtle threats that you knew would be amplified the moment you left the church. Um. So no, I understand that. There's the kick under the table that all these parents do, but but it was not something that other people saw, right? No, no, definitely not. Right. So she had the capacity to control her behavior if there was a strong enough motive for her to do so, i.e. there was a priest standing right there, right? Exactly, yeah. And this, of course, is the real tragedy. I mean, this is, I mean, this, I, mean I feel just a sense of, of, of incredible sadness and loss here because this is this, this astounding paradox at the heart of this kind of uh, just wretched and, and horrible parenting, yeah. which is that she could control her behavior and be a nicer person, so to speak, if the incentive was great enough. It's just that you, as her son, weren't a good enough incentive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just weird when you think about it. Why would some anonymous strangers in a church... Like, why would you want to treat, treat your son well because of anonymous strangers in a church, but not because of how your son feels when you treat him badly uh, I mean a, a lot of I, I've been thinking a lot about my my relationship with my mom and like <laughs> this may sound weird and a little off topic but like my my mother named me uh, off of a baseball player who happened to be she she heard the name and thought it was the best. She thought it was a nice name, but apparently the player she named me after was one of the most like vile, nasty baseball players of all time, and like I guess one of the most also one of the most racist baseball players of all time. And then on top of that, I asked her about like I, this again may sound off topic, but I, I don't know. It feels like it's off on topic to me, but um, the. F that uh, that I wasn't a planned birth, that I was supposedly, after they got married, I was an accident or some, a happy accident or something like that. Huh. A and, um, and, and her father, I guess, convinced her to, uh, to take care of the, uh, to take care of the kids, so she stopped her, uh, I guess, going farther than a bachelor's degree in her education or whatever else she wanted to do to take care of me, and, I just feel like perhaps I was either used as some sort of object or I was some symbol of animosity as something for her to attack. I, I, I don't know. I was just trying to reason out these types because, I mean, all of this seems so very negative <laughs> to my or, you know, origin and I'm just trying to feel like where, you know, perhaps trying to make sense of the way that she treat she treats me, you know, trying to figure out exactly to pinpoint like was this just like malevolence from day one? I mean, was this just a regrettable mistake that just continued to compile over time because she never dealt with the issue of it? I, I don't know. Right, and and it is of course a great mystery why it is that our parents treat us badly if they have treated us badly. 
who are we for them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, it is, um, it is a complex mess, and, and sometimes we never know the answer, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I can certainly say that in my family, because uh, I know that your primary concern is, is Steph's family right now. <laughs> I know that that's number one. That's cool. But um, I know that in my family, um, I, I was sort of like my mother's father, if that makes any sense. That was this, how mm. the psychodynamic worked. Okay. And my brother, unfortunately, was the stand-in, and he looked quite a lot like um, my father or our father. But my brother was a stand-in, and my, my mother would literally grit her teeth and say, Ooh, he's just like, you know, your father. Yeah. And, and she'd go, and I mean, man, my mom could hold a grudge, like, till it grew a beard. It's just, it's just amazingly, right? Yeah. She, um, this would probably be about, I don't know, 10 or, 10 or 11 years ago was the last time that I saw them together. Um, my father was over visiting and, and, uh, and, and they, they came to my house and they were, um, my mother was in the, uh, my father was in the backyard and my mother was in the kitchen and she turned to me and they hadn't seen each other in, I don't know how many years. And they'd been divorced for like 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she turned to me and she was, and, and he, my, my dad had a cold, right. And yeah. she turned to me and she said, you know, that man never listened to me. He always has a cold. I bet you it's the same cold that he had when we got divorced. And she was vehement. And I was like, what kind of freaky-ass broken record world do you have to be living in where you're still as pissed off 30 years later about a cold? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, but these, it's broken record. There's no way out of this loop, right? It's like yeah. if you and I had to listen to the same little slice of music for 30 years, we'd be completely mental, right? Yeah, definitely. And so these people just stay in this little groove, and they don't take the effort to get out of it, and they can lift themselves out of it for moments when they're in public and they don't want to get caught and stuff like that. But who I was to my mother, in a sense, and this, this may be how it may be helpful for you or not, but who, who I am to my mom I don't exactly know. It's some amalgam of who knows what, right? But I'll say this. I can tell you for sure that I was never myself to my mom. I was never me to my mom, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. you're on like, well, was I not wanted? Was she, you know, did this baseball player slap her in the face one day? And then she's like, ooh, I'm going to take it out of my... Like, but we never know the answer to this stuff because you can't get any truth out of these Hall of Mirror people, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like trying to shave uh, in a rotating Enter the Dragon kaleidoscope, right? Right. You you reach into these people trying to get answers. You get justifications, excuses, misdirections, fogging, defenses, attacks, upset, anger, crying, tears, joy. You get anything but the truth, right? It's this massive kaleidoscopic ride to nowhere. Yep. And the thing is not, and this my that's just my bullshit opinion right so whatever it means to you is is whatever it means to you but the important thing is that even if you had the answer as to who you really were to your mom it wouldn't actually solve the pain of the reality which is that you weren't who you are to your mom if that makes sense yeah it does that does so i mean we talked about 
if I remember rightly, we talked about a dream that you'd had once before. But I just, I just kind of want to figure out where your dad is in all of this. Um, I mean, and I don't just mean now. Like, I get a sense now. He's like, shit, I'm running, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like, he's, uh, he's rolling, hitting the tarmac, right? Because he sees yeah. this whole thing going off a cliff, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you were a kid, though, and your mom would be like, crazy, shrieky bat lady, no offense. Yeah. Um, what, uh, where would he be in all this? Um, he was basically, well, it's weird. She was nice to me when he was around. She was cruel to me when he wasn't around. And, and now that I think about it, that was, that was pretty much the way it operated. Um, my father during my younger years, I was normally scared of my dad. He's like, Six foot five, really big guy, um, and he would. Um, yeah, he was in medical school doing doing his thing when I was first around. But there was always this animosity and anger toward him and me. And I guess he always felt like my, like I was uh, my like like I was the favorite child, or, or that my mom was giving me more attention. Later to come to find out that she was using me as a way to to get to him. So I guess in that, he turned, I guess, since I had become the object that she would use to manipulate him with. Um, to punish him, is that right? Yeah, is it trying to understand? Yeah. Like she would show affection to you, but not to him? Well, well, yeah, that and she would she would do she would say things like, "Well, if you do this, it's not fair to you know our son. If you do this, it's not fair to our son." You know, like things that I don't even know about that I don't even know that apply to me. She would just use them at random. Um, would use that statement. And then, I guess, that would make my, my dad feel guilty. And, you know, I guess he would either comply or, you know, argue or something like that. But I just know that from a very young age, there was always this, like, I, I don't know, the, he was more or less a person I was very scared of. Like, I'm monster almost so to speak and i had I, I vividly remember dreams i had at that age when i had my my parents like imagining my parents as monsters in my dreams um but you know was not just your imagination right yeah yeah and so it was so i mean he was just always either mad at me or i always remember him being angry with me he was very physical with me um, Sorry, you, you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, um, well, when they started spanking me and stuff like that, um, like, I mean, it was the normal throw you on the on the bed, pull down your pants, and then like, just like wail at you, and then um, after I'm that, gonna, I'm just gonna keep interrupting you because okay. you've got a, a language fence around this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that shit is not normal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if everyone on the block was doing it. That is not normal. Yeah. I mean, it's not close to normal. It's not close to healthy. And even the word spanking is just hitting, right? Yeah. People use the word spanking because it sounds more innocuous and, oh, it was a little swat along here. But if your parents are ripping off your pants and beating your bare ass, that is not even close to normal. Even by the screwed up, society standards that we live in with regards to this stuff even back in the day that's not normal yeah 
Yeah. And and so I just I just wanted to point that out. And also, spanking is the parent's word, right? The child yeah. does not experience, and certainly this you would not experience as spanking, right? No, it would, to me it was like beating. And uh, ironically, my the way I processed it was I don't know, like I I saw like they were like at some stage they were trying to get me affiliated with Black History, yada yada yada, because of my dad's ideas, but. I felt like I was a slave being beaten by my uh, father. I mean that that was that was the way that I I had solved it in my mind. Till one day, uh, which was the day that they stopped beating me, was I I actually fought back, and I started like they like my mom had me down on the bed, and I started kicking and flailing and spitting and trying to get them to stop, and she sat on my back, put my her hand on my neck, pushed my face into the into the uh into the mattress and then she had to hold me down because I was like fourteen and I was I was strong enough that they that it would took her to hold me down and then my father to come back and start hitting me. And I had to stop fighting because she kept pushing my face into the mattress where I couldn't breathe. So I had to basically stop. But I mean that 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 was when they stopped fighting. Uh, I think it just became apparent to them what they were doing because – or something because I was just – I had to fight. Like I couldn't – like I was just – I felt like why am I willingly build, bending over and letting them do this? This is just too much pain. I mean they can ground me. I mean that's uh, – like I was mentally putting these – like you can ground me. My friends get grounded all the time. Why, why do you have to beat me? And so uh, I don't know. It was just that kind of violence that my, my – uh, but I associate my dad and my mom with that. But things that I specifically associate my dad is that. And when I got older, he would push me when um, when he thought I was challenging his authority. He'd get in my face and posture with his chest when I challenged what he said. Uh, it was – I mean it was almost like this intimidation thing like masculine gorilla versus little – you know, it was just like – Yeah, I get, I get like um... – a very a very primitive kind of vibe or like ape like imagery out of this like like thumping and and this kind of like posturing and dancing and thumping and and in, intimidation you know like the hair bristling up on the back and stuff like that yeah and okay and so it, and sorry the reason that i interrupted you there was because i mean you can't process this all at once but you're not processing this too well as yet which i totally understand right i mean you're i mean but but you said your father was physical with you but the yeah. truth of the matter is, this is assault, right? Yeah. I mean, it's even worse than beating. This is assault, and seriously, like, I have no reason to doubt anything that you're saying. But you could have got injured. You could have been killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're pushing your face into a pillow and and you're hyperventilating, I mean... You could have blacked out. They could have. They could have sat on your back wrong when your neck was at the wrong angle and cracked something. I mean, this could have been seriously dangerous, right? Yeah. Well, you're saying yeah, like I'm wrong, and I don't. Again, I don't want to. Oh no, 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 I, no, no. I, I, what you're telling I, me. No, no, I, I definitely agree with that. It's just, it's just when I when I tell that story. When I mean. It's the first time that I've really said that story with sincerity. Usually when I – well, I guess not sincerity. I don't know what the word for it is. Uh, just 
was the but first you're not time telling it like it's a story like oh this crazy thing went down at my house and blah 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 right yeah like i would tell it like nonchalantly like and then i would laugh at the end and then they never did that again and it's just I right don't know. And of course you you still i think it's hard for you um because it's a really really ugly aspect of a really really ugly family situation yeah. But you're saying, well, you know, they seem to stop after that, and and it's hard to tell why, and so on, right? But when you think about it now, is it is it hard to to see why they stopped doing that after you fought back? No, no. Well, why why did they stop? Well, because they realized what they were doing. I no. In, in, no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really am. That's not the case. Hmm. Hmm. They didn't suddenly develop a conscience, not after 14 years of assaulting a child. Mm. You don't grow a conscience later on in life, right? True, true. So why did they stop? That was my best guess. I, I, I'm not sure. Any know why they stopped. It's just very ugly. They felt that they might kill me or something like that? And they'd have they get in trouble for that? Um. No, they... I mean, you know this from the schoolyard, right? When does the bully stop beating on the kid? Well, when the kid's knocked out or goes limp or whatever. No, when the kid starts to fight back. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that the case? That's certainly what I saw in, in schoolyards. Well, I mean... Most of the, I, I mean, some sometimes they do they do stop when you do fight back. I mean, most of the I've never had. I guess I've never had a situation where they 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 stopped when 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 I fought back. I, I guess. I, well, no, I, that's not true. I've had one situation where they did. Where did sorry, have, yeah. hmm? sorry, who are you talking about? Oh, one one situation where where there was a bully and he actually stopped uh, after I fought back. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's always the best solution, but um, when you when you're 14, I mean, you probably weren't a tiny kid, right? Your dad's six, no, even right. You're probably a fairly husky fellow, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, so you're getting bigger and you're getting faster and you're getting stronger, right? Yeah. When you're in your teens, right? Yeah. And they're not. They're getting older. They're getting weaker uh, bit by bit, right? But yeah. you're on the winning side of that equation. It's like, hey, if violence is what's going to be used, you don't necessarily want to be applying it to a 14-year-old who's figured out that he's big enough to fight back because he's just going to get bigger and stronger and you're not, right? Right. right. So they're like, oh, shit, he's on to us. He's figured it out. He's hitting back. Magically, look at that. We can stop. Hmm. Yeah. Which, and you know what? Why that's so ugly? Fundamentally. I hate to say it, but right now I'm having a block, which is weird. But uh, well, it's not weird. I mean, you've listened to some of these other conversations I've had with people, right? Yeah. Everybody gets to what's affectionately known as the dull zone, right? <laughs> Where it's just like, we're not allowed to know this stuff. This is against family propaganda. And yeah. we're just not allowed to know this stuff, right? Right. So don't feel dumb. I mean, you're a very, very smart fellow. Don't feel dumb at all. This is um, 
this is a pretty core part of your family that you're not supposed to look at. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the horrible thing about it, and I'm not going to step you through it because, I mean, I know this is a tough area. I'll just give you the answer as I see it. Again, this is just my opinion. Let me know what you think. But the reason that it's so ugly is because they obviously could have stopped at any time. Yeah. Right? If they suddenly can wake up one day and say, hey, you know what? We're not going to assault our kid anymore. We're not going to assault our son anymore. And they stick to it and they don't do it. Shit, they could have done it at any time, right? Right. They had the capacity to stop assaulting you anytime. Yeah. But they just had no incentive. You, your pain, your hurt wasn't an incentive. Their pain, their hurt, their fear, their holy shit, he's big now. That was an incentive, right? Yeah. For them. But not you, not your pain. No. <laughs> That's. <clears throat> That's why this is. That's why this story sticks with you, and that's why it's so hard to process, right? Yeah. Again, I'm yeah. not. I don't want to put my thoughts into your head, right? And and your yeah is kind of like, eh, maybe, right? And that's totally fine. But I just wanted to know where that sits with you, when when you hear that. I mean, it makes it makes sense, um, and. I mean, it does make sense. I just don't understand why I, I can't see that right now. I mean, because bef- when I was when I was younger, I can recall realizing that. But right now, I I had problems recalling that, and I don't know, uh, know why that was such so difficult to recall that. When you were younger, when I was younger, I could recall why they why they stuck why they why stopped. they yeah yeah. I understood why they were stopping. And what was your, sorry, was it the same understanding that we're talking now, or was it something different? Yeah, because I would always, like, I started taking martial arts classes and doing other things, and I realized that my uh, sooner or later my father was going to have to, you know, deal with the fact that I could actually fight back. And your mom, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, hey, if, if and you said, <clears throat> sorry, you said that your dad's huge and you looked up to him, and that's what he used to intimidate you, so it's like, okay... UPB, right? So if the universal rule is the strongest guy wins, that doesn't serve the older generation when the younger kids grow up and become men, right? Right. They got to right. switch tactics, right? And then they got to use guilt and manipulation and 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 all of this other kind of emotional crap because a sing- simple pounding doesn't work. And they also want to distract the kid, the kid from the rule, which is strongest wins. It's like, hey, I'm stronger than you guys now. And if strongest wins, I can beat you down when you don't agree with me, right? Right, right. And they're like, oh, shit. Well, we've, we don't want to reap what we've sowed, so let's switch tactics now and let's start doing guilt and manipulation and control and bullying and God and this and that, right? Right, right. I mean, it's it, the same as some guy comes up to you in an alley and he's like, you know, give me your wallet he's got a gun and he's all tough and he's pushing you around and so on. And then you get the, you grab the gun from him and suddenly his story totally changes, right? He's like, Hey, Hey, I'm so sorry. You know, uh, all the respect he cries. He's, Oh, please don't hurt me. Right. 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 Well, that's not, that's just a maneuver, right? He doesn't suddenly gained empathy for you. It's just that you have the gun now. And if he gets the gun back, the same shit's going to happen again. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's that, street level if that makes any sense 
Yeah. It does. It's... I don't... I just don't... It's just so... I guess it's just... In, in, a, in a way, I guess, somehow it's it's difficult to to keep processing um and 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 i just i don't know my thing is i i keep trying to figure out what the formula is for why this this continues to happen and why i can't seem to work my way through it i i just i feel like if i had a better understanding of all all the aspects it would make more sense to me but it uh, i can give you i can give you something I mean, obviously, you know, if you can get to a therapist, that's essential. But I'll give you something that I think will give you some clarity if, if, if you've got another few minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. This is a little game we call Follow the Benefit. I don't know if you've heard of this game that we play. Um, yes, no? No, no, I haven't Follow the it. Benefit. All right, so Follow the Benefit is this. If you discover the truth about your parents, and I'm going to go out on a total limb here. This is just theoretical land, so take it for what it's worth. But let's say that they're just an evil bunch of sociopathic bullies. Yeah. As a theory, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. I mean, that's not an outlandish theory. But let's just say for the moment that it's proven and we believe it uh, and so on, that your parents are just evil, manipulative, sociopathic bastards, right? Yeah. Your unconscious and your dreams seem to believe that, right, based on what we've yeah. read, we've talked about. But and, and I'm not saying this is true, 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 but let's just go with this for a thesis right now, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> is it to your parents' benefit that you discover that truth? No. Why? Mm, we because they can't continue to abuse me if I understand the truth. Yeah, I mean, uh, they can't continue to exploit you. They can't continue to get that flash of power that all nasty bastard parents get from manipulating and controlling their children. They can't, uh, they can't uh, get money from you when they get old, and they can't get you to come over and wipe their asses when they get decrepit. And, you know, they kind of, it's like game over, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they're still in the church, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. How does it look when you just don't show up for any of this stuff anymore? Exactly. Yeah. It humiliates them socially, right? Yeah. So they lose money when they're old, care, attention. They lose the respect of their peers. They'll be whispers. They'll lose social standing. Uh, nobody will understand. What about their extended family? If you don't show up for Christmas and, like, oh, they're, they're shot, right? Yeah, well, not, not our extended family. Apparently, it's so screwed up. We don't like we we we're starting slowly to disconnect. There's there's even more weird crap going on there. I like I'm like I don't talk to anybody really. There's only like one aunt somewhere in L.A. that I've talked to a couple times, but I don't right. talk to my grandparents. Yeah, no, this is a whole DNA bag of crazy. I'm I'm fully I can certainly accept that, but. But even if we just look in the, you know, they've got to have friends, they've got to have people at the church, they've got to people who are going to notice if yeah. you take the vanish, right? Exactly, yeah. So, and they're probably not that old, right? No, no, no. So they got decades of 
having to explain stuff, having to make stuff up, having to redirect people, having to, uh, you know, make up stories, having to, you know, pretend that, oh, we just saw him, but he's not able to come. Like, you put them in a really horrible position if you figure out the truth, right? Exactly, yeah. Now, the truth, if they are these crazy-ass bastard parents, then it totally serves you. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's, it's without hiccups or bumps or horrors, but it totally serves you to figure out that you're being exploited by these nasty parents, right? All right. So you said you feel torn, you feel this, you feel good, you feel bad, you want to get away, but you feel guilt and this and that, right? Yeah. You got a whole and your unconscious is going nuts and you're having bad dreams and like you're torn up all over the place, right? Yeah. And my way of framing this, again, amateur guy on the web, so whatever works for you, take it for what it's worth. But my way of, of working with this, if I were in your shoes and I have been, is this. I'm not torn. I'm not torn. That doesn't mean I don't have any ambivalence or contradictory feelings or anything like that, but I want to know the truth. Other people around me don't want to know the truth. And when you have been a beaten and assaulted child for almost 15 years, there's a whole lot of people, even outside your parents, who just don't want to know about it. Because they didn't do anything about it, right? Right. So, again, forget the extended family. This would be people of the church. They don't want to know. They don't want to know that your parents were abusive and crazy. Yeah. Because they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. They just, they just don't. They just want you to get back in that little box and show up on Sunday in your shiny suit, smiling and singing, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. So there's this, and I, we could go on and on about this, but you're certainly smart enough to get all of this, right? There's this whole ecosystem, this social, uh, religious, uh, familial ecosystem, and, and this is going to include uh, your dad at work or your mom, wherever she's going, where people say, how are your kids? It's like, I know, my son hasn't talked to me in five years. They don't want to say that, right? Right, right. So <clears throat> there's this whole ecosystem of people out there which just it's like rings in a pond you know they just keep radiating out and radiating out of people who want you if you don't mind me putting it bluntly to shut the hell up and not do anything about it right yeah yeah so it benefits you to know the truth and that is what's happening with your unconscious and with your bad dreams and with your and I think you just did some amazing footwork there to keep your sister out of your house, which is most fundamentally about keeping your mom out of your house, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you should be incredibly cr proud. That was like some seriously cool footwork uh, to, to be able to achieve that. I know that comes at a cost. I know it's like you, you fall down like you've been in the ring for five rounds after that, right? Right. But um, but Because but, if, you, if you just look and you say, well shit, I'm totally conflicted. I want to be with them, but I don't want to be with them, and I love them, and I hate them, and I, I, I feel anger, but I feel sympathy. But, but right, you're going to feel like you're going insane, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I understand that. But you've got to do this big peel, and you've got to, first of all, draw the line very clearly and say, there's two agendas here. And obviously, there's more than two. We're just going to simplify it for the moment. There are mm -hmm. two agendas here. There are people who desperately don't want me to get to the truth 
because the truth makes them look really bad to themselves. I don't, they don't care about you or whatever, but to themselves, right? Yeah. So yeah. they'll do just about anything. They'll pull any trick to keep you from the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you say, well, I feel guilty, and it's like, that's their work, right? It doesn't serve you to feel guilty for pursuing the truth because you're not out to get anyone. You're just out to get the truth, right? Exactly. Kind of get peace of my sanity back. But yeah. yeah. Well, that's important to recognize that you're in a hot pursuit of the truth and other people have all of these motives to keep you away from it using whatever emotional tricks they can. And yeah. if you recognize that, then when you feel torn, you'll say, okay, the part of me that wants the truth is me, and the other part of me that doesn't want the truth is just somebody else's bullshit that they put into me. Yeah. Does that? Yeah, it makes, it makes sense. It's just sometimes, I guess, it's hard for me to identify it when it happens. But I, Totally. This is, this is not a magic pill. There are no magic pills. This is, this is just hard slog, right? This is just hard work. There's no magic pills here, but... If you have a framework, then it makes a little bit more sense, right? Yeah, definitely. I use this metaphor occasionally, this counterfeit detection machine, right? Like, yeah. like if, if, you're, if, you're, um, if you're a store owner and, and, and somebody's passing you bad bills, right? And then you say to everyone, hey, I'm getting this counterfeit detection machine. What's the guy who's passing you bad bills going to say if you say, I'm thinking of getting one? He's, he's just going to be like, uh, no. Yeah, you don't need those. They're a rip-off. <laughs> There's no bad bills floating around, or if they are, it's all over. It's moved out of town. You don't need that. Here, I'm going to show you some tricks. I'm going to save you some money because I'm all about helping you, right? You don't need that counterfeit detection machine and blah, 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 right? Exactly, yeah. So you want the counterfeit detection machine because you don't want to get ripped off, but he sure as hell is going to use every emotional trick in the book to get you to not buy it, right? Exactly. And then exactly. if you buy it and you get him, you catch him in the act of passing you a counterfeit bill, what's he going to say? Yeah. Oh, it's not my bill. Or yeah, yeah I don't my... know where they got this from. Oh, my God. You and me, brother, we both got ripped off. Oh, that's terrible. Let's go together and find this guy who, and he'll just pick some guy. And, like He'll pull <laughs> any kind of shit to keep yeah. you the truth, right? Exactly. Well... This is where you're screwed, I'm afraid, because I'm sorry, but I mean, this you know, right? Yeah. Philosophy is the counterfeit detection machine, right? Yeah. And yeah. once you begin to shine it around, you see a whole lot of people passing bad bills, right? Yeah. We love you. We care about you. Be there for us. We were there for you. All this manipulation, right? Yeah, she would run down the list of things she would like. I brought you food while you were in college. I brought yeah. you all this. It's like huh? what? Like okay, so you so if you don't bring me food in college, that was you being bad. So if I starve, then you know, it's like well, what? you know, uh, how about the assault? Yeah. How about the continual assaults when I was a helpless child? Yeah. How many times do I have to get beaten up to have it balanced by you bringing me a freaking pizza? Exactly. Exactly. But, but this is the thing, right? They're trying to create this illusory obligation in you, right? Yeah. Uh, do you, the books are free, did I mention? Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I've, I've, got, um, I've got all three. I've, I've read On Truth. I'm still reading UPB, and I've read 73 pages of RTR. I, I, this conflict and conflict with my girlfriend somehow 
got me stifled. I'm stuck in UPB at application, and I think I am... Uh, I can't remember. It's just page 73 somewhere in RTR. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I, would, I mean, if I were you, I mean, the UPB stuff, I think, I mean, I love it. I mean, I think it's great stuff, but um, that's a little bit like you you, you got to get out of the jungle before you plan your vacation, so to speak, right? Yeah. And, uh, I, would, I would switch to RTR, and uh, I will also send you a link to a podcast series that I just finished. It's uh, in a section, but I'll, uh, it's in a donator section that's higher, but I'll give it to you because this is so important for you. It's a six-part series on, dun, 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 on ambivalence, which is kind of what you're facing right now, right? Like you're torn between lots of different feelings. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, I'll send you the links to those and, and listen to those because, I mean, you have, you have this hunger for the truth within you, but you have, uh, you are, I think as yet, and this is, you're still doing a hell of a lot better than I was in your situation, but you as yet are still only dimly seeing the forces that are arrayed against you getting to the truth about your family, about yourself, about your history, and about your future, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, what we've talked about here, has that, has that been helpful? Is there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's been helpful, and it's definitely definitely got to talk about some issues that definitely helped clearing a lot of things in my mind and i'm definitely going to switch to reading rtr and try to 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 step through this um and you don't have to rtr with your parents right rtr is totally an option the first rtr is with you right why do i feel i feel and be curious about it rather than trying to control it right because if you try to control the storms that are raging within you they'll just blow you over in your sleep right which is what you've been experiencing with these dreams right yeah and I mean, the only reason why I, I I did try to RTR with my folks was because, for mentally for me, I had just reached a point where I just couldn't keep receiving these phone calls, and I was like, I didn't know how else to talk with how to talk to them except for trying to use RTR in order to shield myself from being feeling like they were gutting me with guilt and other ways of tearing like what I was saying and trying to pull me into this weird you know, fiasco of, you know, different motives and trying to plot one against the other. And I just, I didn't want to be in there. So I, my only defense was using, I guess, RTR as a kind of shield in order to try to get my point across that I didn't want to be called. But I, oh, yeah, yeah, no. And, and I'm not saying, I mean, I think you did a magnificent job with what you did with the RTR. I think it was just the right time to do it. And I think you did a fantastic, sounds like you did a fantastic job. I'm just saying that, that RTR is totally optional, right? I mean, UPP is not, but because it's you know logic and reality. But but the RTR stuff. A lot of people say, "Oh, I've read RTR. I'm going to go in RTR with all these abusive people," and that not be the best idea. If you're certain, if you're uncertain or totally torn as you were, then it sounds like it's a it's a good thing that you did. But I just you know keep keep that flexible and open. It's one of the more optional aspects of what we talk about. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, yeah, I, I I do appreciate um, you taking the time because I know it's late. Uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this. Uh, it's just it's it's definitely been something that's been uh, harping on me, and it, I'm still doing with the frustration. But I I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me because I know you're kind of busy and stuff like that. So I do appreciate it. And this is what I do. Uh, it's no no problem. Your your. I don't want to start another big thing, but there is something that I'm getting a sense of that your feeling, your feelings are not strong. 
or is it that you're not feeling strongly? Because just in the way that you're talking, it's a little bit matter of fact. And I just want to make sure that if there's something that's occurring for you emotionally that we're not ignoring it or bypassing it for the sake of theory. I, I just, I mean, the only thing that I'm feeling right now is just this kind of, I don't know, this kind of weakness and out of control feeling, uh, just this, I guess, I mean, if I, I usually compare my physical emotions to a, uh, uh, uh some art, I guess you could, an artistically a, a kind of narrative or I guess a picture in my mind, I, I would compare my emotions now about uh, feeling like I'm hanging off the side of a cliff and there's violent winds coming across and I'm this little fla- frail guy hanging off the side wearing like these rag clothes and there's like a two million foot drop hanging over below me and I'm like not wanting to let go and it, I don't know... I guess if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, no, it it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And what feelings did that evoke in you? Because that's an image that's a very powerful image, and I I think I get that. But what is that? What is that feeling? Or what is the feeling that's associated with that that you're experiencing? Sadness and uh, I guess a, a kind of. I don't know if it's a feeling of sadness and a helplessness, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, from that image, I definitely get, I get mo- mostly just livid terror. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, that, that would be a more accurate way of stating it, yeah. And how's your, how's your physicality? Do you feel, are your shoulders tense? Is your neck tense? Do you feel tense? Uh, do you feel sort of um, your, your muscles tensed up in general or are you feeling physically fairly relaxed? Because that would be a situation where your muscles would be incredibly tense, right? Um, um, yeah, I'm a bit – it's a bit tense. It's more kind of – I don't know. For me, it's more more weak and shaky, like trembling almost. But right. I, well, look, I mean you're undergoing a genuine assault. I mean from people who are highly skilled and highly manipulative and – cruel. I mean, you, you just simply can't assault your children and be a kind and it doesn't mean you can't make mistakes with your kids or yell at them and then you apologize, but but this is, I mean, that's some pretty sadistic stuff that you went through, right? And this is just not people who are going to be able to flip and, and be human again, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a real, I mean, they're just pulling out every conceivable trick in the old emotional bag, right, to try and get you back into the fold to to because they don't frankly they don't seem to have that much to offer you so the only thing they can offer you is uh, i call negative economics they'll they'll not inflict a negative if you obey them and it's like well but if i'm not around i don't get that negative anyway right so they, they realize that they're kind of losing control and so they're redoubling their efforts and i think that the the storms that you're experiencing are somewhat to do with the present but i would also if I were you sit and write down what you can remember about your early history because i bet you this this happened then too yeah, more than likely. Definitely. Okay, and and the last thing I'd suggest is, you know, physical relaxation, breathing, deep breathing exercise, try and keep your body relaxed and so on, because if you tense up, it's going to be really hard to feel, and it's your feelings that are going to get you through this, because they know how to beat these guys. Okay. Okay. I'll give that a shot. How are you feeling now? Just a, a little better. I mean, 
a, l a little bit better. Um, I'll probably just later on. I'll probably just lay down and try to try to calm down. And it's it, it it just I guess I'm still a bit shook up by it and it, it having being able to talk to people on FDR and being able to talk to you it helps. Um, just I, I feel like I have a lot of including talking to with my my girlfriend it just doesn't seem i just doesn't seem like other people process it and and that that i don't know it it's i guess scary in a way that I'm the only one that's uh, just having to deal with that but yeah right i mean i i don't want to depth charge or try and depth charge any feelings out of you it's just that uh, it's it seems like you're a bit disconnected from your emotional processing, and that may be perfectly healthy right now. I don't I don't think that you know if people get emotional, that's necessarily the right thing because you are going through a lot of stress and storms right now. So your emotions might be a little bit like fight or flight, batten down the hatches. But I just just keep an eye on that. Don't let mm -hmm. that become permanent, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Make sure that you try and stay in touch with your with your gut instincts and physical relaxation slow and deep breathing, all of that kind of stuff will just, just remind body that you're not perpetually in a fight. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. I'll definitely try, try and do that. Because you sound sad. Yeah, I, 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 I just... It... Uh, I'm I'm very I'm very used to my defenses. It's just it, I I try hard to. It's very difficult for me to put them down. It it's it's almost like you know a toddler trying to rip open a steel vault. I mean it it it's very hard to rip them just to put them down. It it it's extremely difficult. And I I I do try. But I, I've noticed that in relationships that I've been having, it's like, ugh, they, I'm, I feel like I'm releasing my, I feel like I'm being open, but I'm still having difficulty trying to be more open. It's like, I don't know, it's almost like I don't know how. Uh, it's weird. Right. Well, RTR will help with that. I don't know. Did you listen to, not yesterday's, I guess by now, not the 20th, but I guess the 13th, the Sunday show? Um, I, I don't recall. I, I, I think I might have, um... Did you listen to the guy talk about uh, why he was a vegan or why he might be a vegan? Yes, 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 I do remember that. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, he had a, a very emotional reaction to that, right? And, and you can't reproduce that or make that happen or anything like that, but that kind of vulnerability, uh, there's, there's real strength in that, right? And, and that, yeah. I think, is something that to, to, keep, to just keep reminding yourself of, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can feel that way, but I'm just so used to sheltering myself, it's hard for me to just let that go. I, I, right. No, I understand that. I understand that for sure. Uh, and, I'm, you know, those defenses are healthy and they're good, right? I mean, they got you through. You got through to where you are now. So those defenses are healthy. I mean, those defenses aren't our enemies. They're actually good for us. Uh, and they're probably a little bit more, well, quite a lot more active now that you're going through this particular transition. Um, but I guess I'm just, I, I don't get a, a sense of, of emotional 
I, I think that you got some stuff intellectually here, but I don't. I never got a sense that it really connected with you emotionally. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. It. It's it's hard. It's hard for me to to. I do a lot of things on on that blanket. I, I've done. I I do that a lot. Um, I mean, it, it's weird. I'm. I I always live in this kind of. I guess armored shell of uh and and i i don't really i don't really come uh, come out and like actually or feel like i know how to come out sometimes um and actually you know emotionally show my feelings um even sometimes when they're genuine which is kind of funny because i feel like a lot of times that other people's feelings are fake but for me it's like it's i feel like i want to show my my emotions but it's like i i I don't. It's like I can't. I don't know. No, I understand. But is it that you feel the emotions, but you don't know how to express them? Like just talking at the moment, because we talked about some pretty serious stuff, obviously yeah. in this in this call. Is it that you don't feel the emotions and you just do processing it intellectually, which is totally fine. I mean, this is a good stuff. You have to have that first. Or is it that you feel the emotions, but you don't know how to express them? I think it's more like. I feel them and I it's not that I I don't think it's not that I don't know how it's that I just I won't let myself go there it's like right I feel them and then immediately like no you don't do that and just and you just go right back into like shield mode and then like later on when you're like quiet in a room all by yourself you, you, right. you, your your emotions go off but other than that it's hard to got to it do that. Well, you know i i know that it seems counterintuitive and i'm not sure that i would necessarily do this with your parents though it certainly would not kill you but um yeah stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's my advice <laughs> do, you know what you're doing do the opposite <laughs> how's that for help okay but uh, but no, I mean seriously, you, you open open your heart up to people, right? I mean it's the only way that you're going to find trustworthy people. If you keep hiding, then you'll have to keep scary people around you to justify that. So just open your heart up as much as you can to people, and yeah, you'll get it stomped on from time to time. But you'll just learn to stay away from those people very quickly. Whereas if you stay shielded, um, you you just won't have that freedom, and and you won't get those people in your life who really treasure that kind of intimacy. And that's. I mean, the, you don't need a long-term project right now because you're getting through the storm, but just do, do, do the opposite of what you're doing <laughs> as far as that goes. And yeah. be vulnerable with people. And yeah, people will reject you and people will you know, scorn you and people will laugh at you. And But that's fine. Just get those. You don't want those people around anyway, right? Yeah, it's just when, when, I, when, I, when I have those feelings, I get, I don't know, I feel... I, it just it reminds me so much of what happens in the in the past and it, then i just go and I, I i i i don't know it's just i guess when i was young i always felt like showing your emotions was a sign of weakness or something and well it was uh, because you're you're raised by cruel people so if you it's like you're strapped into the torture chair you don't say hey it really hurts when you do that because that's exactly what he wants to do right so you you don't you aren't vulnerable that way but but here's the, this is the clinching argument, and I uh, you know you'll get this intellectually for sure, and maybe it'll sink down to the emotional level. But he, here's the thing, right? 
obviously, I'm not a scary guy as far as this stuff goes, right? The emotional stuff. Uh, uh, I've never, um, I've never been uh, mocking or aggressive or negative to any way that I can recall with anyone who's expressed uh, real feelings to me. But uh, so, so it is true that in the past your family would attack you for emotionality, and that makes it harder to do it in the present. That I mean, I totally get that, and so on. But here's the thing. You want to treat people fairly and justly in the future, right? Yeah. yeah. And so if you make people in the future, in a sense, suffer because of what your parents did in the past, then you're actually like your parents to that degree, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they made you suffer for stuff that happened in their past unjustly, right? Yeah. So if you withhold openness and honesty and emotional vulnerability from people who have justly deserved it. I don't mean me because I'm just a guy you talk to once or twice on the internet. But if you withhold who you are from people who have justly earned it through being open and trustworthy themselves, then in a sense you're punishing them for what your parents did, which is unjust. And your parents punished you because of what their parents did. That's how the cycle continues. And I'm not saying that you withholding yourself is the same as what your parents did in immoral terms, but I'm just talking about in terms of not inflicting the past on the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You sound woefully underconvinced. <laughs> it's. It's just. It's. Uh, but again, but with more feeling. Would you like a different <laughs> accent? Uh, I could just <laughs> uh, maybe a little Pakistani. Blend them, if that would help. Uh, it's. It. It's just it. it Okay, let me try it again. Can I tell you a big pile of stinking dung? Oh, I don't know. I want to be polite, but not really. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. Right, right now, it just feels like my body's locked up and I physically, like I'm trying, but it's just, my body just seems to be, like my neck is tense, like my throat is tight and... It it, uh, it's just it it. It's just I don't know. It's just so hard for me to, to feel things like that. Um, okay, try it, this for me, and you know this is no there's no tricks, no not trying to bullshit you or anything, but but just try this. I don't know. Are you sitting or something like that or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just close your eyes, right, and just. Try to do that just slow breathing thing, right? Just this is like standard stuff around biofeedback, physical relaxation, right? Because your body's tense because you literally, in your mind, you're not kidding. You're dreaming this every night. You're, you're in violent situations. You've got this image of clinging to a cliff. Your body is jazzed to the max, right? Yeah. So just try like a slow breathing thing and try as best you can to sort of send your brain through your body and relax the muscles. And there's, you could do this for like this tapes that do this kind of stuff for you. And it sounds totally fruity, but you know it's well worth giving it a shot if you're having real difficulty relaxing. But just try this right now. Just like relax your muscles as best you can. Try and relax your throat. You know, try and breathe more deeply and in a more relaxed frame of mind. And just work to try and relax your body as much as you can, because that was not allowed when you were a kid, right? So. That's what I mean by sort of doing the opposite when you were a kid, obviously, with this violence, these assaults, these screamings, these manipulations, that you just you got tense and rigid the whole time. So just try doing the opposite physically, and that can have a great deal of effect on the emotions, right? So just try that sort of 
more deep and relaxed kind of breathing and that physical kind of relaxation as best you can to just loosen the muscles, loosen the throat, loosen, you know, just imagine the tendons going limp, you know, like ropes that have just uh, been broken, just tendons going limp, muscles turning to goo and nothing and oil and, and your breathing slowing and your heart rate slowing and your forearms relaxing and your legs relaxing and the whole thing just totally let your body become defenseless and often it can happen that the emotions will follow or maybe you just feel more tense there's lots of different ways that it can go but it's that level of physical relaxation that will help you I think be more fluid with your emotions if that makes sense yeah it 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 does it it does i mean i've i've done some meditation stuff like that before um but it, yeah it, i guess it was, i never connected to my emotions it was just it it was just to calm me down from being overly excited to the point where it just i get so i guess rage filled I, it's hard for me to think or think clearly and i just start yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the meditation stuff is about emptying your mind, which I don't think is that helpful. <laughs> Can't empty yeah. your, it's like saying empty your bladder, empty your blood. <laughs> and for me, it does often end up being my bladder. But we don't have to get into that right now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just about being relaxed and open and receptive to what is occurring within you. Um, and I, I mean, this didn't this didn't give you any particular connections. No problem. There's no right or wrong as far as this goes. But I would really work towards physical relaxation and see what comes up for you emotionally. And uh, it probably will be quite strong because there's a lot of tension and pressure that's built up. But you just want to try. If your body gets the cues to relax, your emotions will generally come out more easily. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, because if I'm tense all the time, then it's just going to continue to suppress them and keep me locked yes, away. Sure. Because they they will take your your unconscious will take the cues from the physical rigidity and say okay well it's not safe right like I'm not going to whistle when I'm in the lion's den so to speak yeah yeah okay all right well listen I'll send you a copy of this have a listen and let me know what you think um, um good good stuff uh, I I really do feel for you this is a really really tough situation but I mean to your credit it just sounds like you're handling it very very well and you know throw UPB over the overboard for the, for a while and. Uh, Go with the RTR stuff if if you can or have the chance, and I'll send you the um, the links to these amb- this ambivalence series. Okay. All right. Okay. All Even right. Good man. Eh? Thanks for the chat. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Bye.